This is the West Michigan Sports Show, presented by the United States Air Force. Now, here's your host, Brandon Worth. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the West Michigan Sports Show, presented by the United States Air Force. Brandon Worth with you here, as always. So glad you have tuned in live here on WBRN. Thanks for all tuning in. Great show in store for you this afternoon. Obviously, getting here into the spring previews today, we go on the diamond and dive into baseball, and who better to talk with than Coach Brad Ancliffe of Beale City after their state finals run a year ago. We'll get to hear about that experience, as well as their team's preparations ahead of this 2023 campaign as well as we'll break down some of the other local teams to watch out for this upcoming year and to finish out the show we'll break down which team has the best chances of cutting down the nets on Monday night in Houston. It's the final four, y'all. It's going to be an exciting time for all the basketball fans out there and sports fans all over the place. We got XFL football already underway. Hey, MLB opening day is only a few days away, y'all. It is going to be the start of sunny season, at least we hope. But without further ado, we'll send it to the interview room with head coach of Beale City Baseball, Brad Ancliffe. Coach, thank you so much for joining us. First question for you. Obviously, coached a lot of great teams in that legacy and success over the last couple of years, especially building that legacy of championships. Took a step away last year, but still being able to see your team make it to the state finals. How cool was that? Oh, it was, you know, it was awesome to see the kids come back and, you know, make the East Lansing in the finals. And, um, you know, we were down, obviously down there supporting them and, um, but it's been, it's been a fun ride. Um, and, um, being back coaching baseball again, I'm excited for it. Um, you know, I'm hoping we can you know have a great season and, and see what happens. Absolutely. And obviously with Beale city, I know myself and a lot of other people out there, um, but actually playing against you guys, offense has been absolutely elite. What do you think makes the Aggies such a really good offensive team? Well, you know, we, we, uh, we really push on, you know, using all aspects of the field. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're not a dead pole team. We're trying to hit the ball to the right field and move runners up and, and advance runners. And, um, so we, we preach that a lot is you have to have full, full plate coverage and full field coverage. Absolutely. And with Beale city, obviously the historic run, obviously, uh, 18 straight conference championships. I mean, just talk about that success, not only from being able to be conference champions, but having that stretch run where no matter who comes through, everybody's ready to work. Everybody's putting in the effort and you have champions year after year when it comes to the Highland conference. Well, I'll tell you, we have, we have a great, you know, little league point of league, the programs that the lower levels are, are doing an amazing job for the, our, our, high school teams. Um, you know, we have kids that are working and, and you'll, you'll walk the little league fields in Beale city. And, and there's, those fields are full every, every night. Um, and there's kids that are hitting in the cages that are watching their brothers and sisters play. Um, so a lot of it stems from our younger programs and these kids just keep playing and, and getting better every day. Um, and it, you know, it, it translates, um, we, nobody wants to be the team to lose the streak is, you know, um, <laughs> so we're, we're trying to win her again this year and, and hopefully we can have accomplished that goal. Absolutely. And especially with that season last year, uh, obviously got a little bit more media coverage, nine and 10 covering your guys this whole season. How was that opportunity just to see uh, that your team being covered, especially as the success continued onward? Oh, that was, that was super cool that they did that. You know, they did it for softball as well. Um, so nine and 10 did an awesome job. Um, joy 
that did ours um, did a great job, and I know the boys' coverage was outstanding. Um, that's something really cool that I'm I'm glad that the nine and ten did that because I feel like baseball, softball don't get the coverage that maybe football and basketball does. And I mean that's and like this doing this phone interview with you. This is this is huge for our sport of uh, baseball, softball, and getting you know the notoriety notoriety to some of these kids that um, you know that can play three sports. Certainly happy to bring it to you. That's certainly why I love being in this position. But uh, when you look at necessarily these teams really are this team, I should say on an outside perspective, uh, as kind of looking into the spring as you can see a lot of the players that are still there. Uh, what do you see as this Beale City's team compared to last year's team? Um, we lost a few kids. I mean, so we, we got some kids to replace, but our kids are coming in working hard. Um, we're, we have eight guys on our staff that can pitch. Um, we're, we're really working hard with our pitching staff and, and developing more pitchers. Um, they've, they've come in every day and you know, it's a different system. Um, so they're learning a new system of how I like things to be done, how my staff likes things to be done, but they haven't, they haven't wavered. They haven't questioned. They come in and they work hard every day. And especially going back to uh, last year, obviously that uh, that state championship game, obviously against Gabriel Richard, very close game throughout the entirety. Not necessarily the outcome I'm sure you guys have wanted, but from that experience perspective, I mean, obviously the kids I'm sure loved that you loved as a coach, uh, just being able to be at Spartan Stadium and competing for a state championship. Absolutely. You know, that's a tradition that we're, we've been proud of. Um, and, and the baseball program at Beale City has done, in that, you know, every few years we've made trips to, to East Lansing um, and before that Battle Creek. And, and that's a tradition. We have a tradition and, and we have a tradition of, you know, excellence and, and we want to make those long runs um, and getting down there. That's, that's part of it. Um, we just got to get off that night and win a couple. For sure. And kind of shifting gears, I've known that you took a job as a defensive coordinator for Chippewa Hills last year, covering your guys' team. How is that different now with baseball, obviously doing that coaching, and then you obviously shifting into the fall with football for the Warriors? Well, it's, it's a little different. Um, you know, it's, it's been fun. Um, I've actually, you know, one of the bonuses of me going to Chip Hills, I, I was the D coordinator at Beale City for numerous years. And um, one of the really cool things that I never thought I, I would have to do is I had to learn how to teach again. Um, and, you know, putting in a whole new system at Chippewa Hills is, is in teaching every aspect of the defense and how I like to run things and how my staff likes to run things. Um, it, it's rejuvenated me and, you know, I, I'm for sure it's going to go over into baseball this year. And it's, it's been really a, a great experience for me to, to do this. Absolutely. One more question for you, coach. Obviously, a lot of great memories with Beale City Baseball, I'm sure, especially over the long tenured success. Would there be a favorite that you would have that you would really kind of sum up the whole entire experience? Um, I think probably the, the most exciting is just, and it, and it has to do with baseball, but it doesn't, is it's getting the phone calls from the kids. Um, 10 years down the road, five years down the road, you know, invitations to weddings, invitations, you know, the kid, one of my ex players texting me and saying, coach, I'm getting married or, you know, that's, that's the memories that I cherish. I mean, the state titles are, are, are great. I'm not saying they're not, but you know, the memories that I, that I really cherish are the after the fact and these kids reaching out. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, coach and Cliff. Appreciate the time. And uh, thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you for covering baseball. That's, that's really cool that you're doing that. 
I feel fortunate enough to be able to hear these stories, especially when you see a lot of these small school success runs. I know personally being around the area and seeing a lot of these small schools just continue their success year after year, just being able to hear the perspective from that team and as one that played actually against Beale City in my time in Reed City. Uh, don't need to mention the scores in some of those games, but Beale City is an incredible ball club and especially the job that Coach Cliff as well as Coach Pickens last year did uh, certainly deserves a lot of respect for how well that they have built that program and continued it. I mean, 18 straight years of conference championship success year after year. It seems like there's always these cycles, right? When we talk about teams in sports where, oh, this team looks a little bit younger. They're going to take a step back. But Beale City has never done that. The Aggies have never wavered and they have played incredible baseball for the last couple of years. And that certainly deserves recognition, not only at the local level, but at the state level and certainly making that state final game last year uh, against Gabriel Richard, I think certainly deserves to give that credit to them and what they've built in that program over there on the East side. So certainly glad to bring that to you guys, especially just the fact of being able to hear from uh, a coach that has done it for a long time, being able to win for a long time. And we can't wait to talk to more players and more coaches as the show goes along. Certainly been a privilege to hear these stories and be able to show them and share them with you guys. But we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, baseball local preview, some teams to watch out for, some themes to watch out for this season, as well as Bracketology March Madness Final Four. I'll make my pick for who will be crowned champion. Stay tuned. Welcome back here to the second half of the West Michigan Sports Show. Big thanks to Coach Ann Cliff for coming on the show. Appreciate his insight. And if you missed the interview, don't worry. It'll be on WBRN's website, so make sure you go online now so you can re-listen to that part of the episode. Or if you heard it, you know, sometimes it's not, not a bad thing to hear things twice. So you can go back on there and listen to it again if you want, or even a third time. Or even a fourth time. Who knows? But you can certainly access all that content on Spotify as well as other platforms once it's uploaded here uh, post-production from this studio. So be sure to subscribe and stay tuned for that as well as all the rest of the shows coming up here over the next year. But diving into baseball now with a lot of the previews. Obviously, Beale City, one of the teams of prominence from last season. I mean, a dominant, dominant season. 31-3 and finishing that year. One win away from hoisting a Division Four crown, but certainly a great season nonetheless. And it was a great state championship game as well with Gabriel Richard only losing 4-3, the Aggies, but certainly was still a great game from Spartan Stadium. And I'm sure, judging from that interview, they're planning on trying to get back. So certainly going to be a team to watch this year. The Aggies have just been on an absolute tear in their conference in the Highlands. So they'll be the ones definitely that teams like McBain and Everett that all had some pretty solid campaigns a year ago will be trying to chase down for that crown this upcoming year. But a lot of really experienced head coaches as well in those two programs. So certainly will be interesting to see going down the stretch there over in that conference. But some other notable teams to watch out for here over the next coming year. I mean, the CSAA is certainly going to be a conference to watch no matter where you are from in the West Michigan area, just because we have a lot of teams now coming together to play in the CSAA conference. 
conference. That's certainly going to be exciting to see a lot of these other teams that were very dominant in the silver. White Cloud won District 107 for the second year out of the last three this last year. They're going to be in that gold now combined conference with some of these other teams. Was Morley Stanwood a team that made it all the way last year to the District 74 finals in which they lost to a really good team in Grand Rapids North Point. But you see a lot of these other teams as well. Obviously, the team to chase will be Reed City. Coach Granis' squad winning the CSAA last year in dominant fashion, including a huge run all the way up until the Regional 35 Finals where they lost to Traverse City St. Francis in a one nothing nail-biter. I know I certainly tuned into that game, and it was a fun one, even though there was only one combined run in that game. But you certainly see some other teams that are going to be looking to be on the prowess as well. You look at Big Rapids with head coach JT Scarpelli in his first season, going to try to use that JV success that he has shown time and time again at the varsity level, which I know personally he's very capable of doing, um, as well as a lot of these other teams as well that have played better over the last couple of years. Tri-County continues to really put together some very solid seasons, especially in the postseason. District 38 champs beating Alma last year, as well as playing a lot of these other tough teams along the way in their schedule. And then you see a lot of these other teams as well around like Fremont and Grant now moving over into the West Michigan Conference over there. They're going to take some of their baseball success and seeing what they can do over there in their conference. So certainly going to be fun to see. And when, especially when you look at some of these teams, especially, I think this year is definitely going to be a year where you see potentially a lot of offense. You look at some of these teams a year ago, especially our teams here in the local area, like Big Rapids and Reed City. There was a lot more offensive games, it seemed like, over the past of the season, uh, especially getting near towards the end. You started to see some teams really kind of explode with their bats a little bit. Obviously, uh, Reed City was a team that really showed that they have the power uh, to beat a lot of these teams with the bats, especially in the heart of their order. They're a very scary lineup uh, that can bring home runs at any time in the game. Uh, And then you see, obviously, Big Rapids have a lot of good pitchers, a lot of that depth that is going to be really at a test when that rivalry game comes about as well, just to see how those two teams will play against each other. Obviously, with the rivalry, I know personally, that game is going to be electric no matter what the team's records are going into that game. Uh, but then you see other teams like Moe Stanwood that play good fundamental baseball and they're able to make a lot of plays that can really get them into a lot of these games, especially against anybody. They can play with any team and they can show that over the last couple of years and they certainly have done that. And there's a lot of other teams as well, like White Cloud is a team that can put together some offense. They showed it especially, uh, I mean, beating Mason County Eastern 17-0 in that postseason game game was a huge, huge, huge statement. But now they're going to have to play some of these teams that they're not used to a custom of playing now when you got other teams that are really scrappy, that know how to manufacture a lot of runs. Nuego and Grant are two of those teams that come to mind as well. So it's going to be really interesting to see how this CSAA format is going to go, especially you got other teams as well that are trying to make their way up as well, like Lakeview and Central Montcalm. But certainly it's going to be a really interesting season. Really looking forward to seeing that as well as we'll kind of go through that. That, especially as we progress here into the spring season, give you the scores and all the updates and conference standings and all that fun stuff as we continue on here with this show. 
To wrap it up here on this episode, this weekend, we got March Madness. Tonight, Saturday, Final Four going to be starting here very shortly after you're listening to this episode. So make sure that you check out those games. Going to be some great ones on deck. Let me tell you what, looking into the pairings, these four teams were probably not the first four we thought would make into the Final Four of any. And it's going to be a very intriguing semifinal matchup pairings. And when you look at these games, obviously Florida Atlantic and San Diego State going to be a really fun game just to see overall. And I think when you look at how these teams have played in the tournament, there is no doubt that all four teams should be here for the way that they've played against these teams put in their path. Obviously, right, San Diego State Defense lights out. They've been very, very good. They've held some of the best offensive teams in their bracket to only 17% from three-point range in the entire tournament. That's downright nasty, and that's going to be impossible for the way the game is set up now for many of these teams to win, and they've certainly showed their strong suit when it comes to that. Florida Atlantic, obviously the Cinderella story, they're a scrappy team. They can out-rebound you. They can play physical and tough. Obviously, Coach Jerome Tang of Kansas State mentioned that to them in their locker room after the Owls defeated his Wildcats in that Elite Eight contest. So you know that Dusty May's crew, they don't care what anybody says about about them being a nine seed. They're going to be ready to play against San Diego State on Saturday night. UConn, obviously, probably the most dominant team in this tournament so far, probably the favorite for just how fundamentally sound that team is. Offense, defense, they know exactly what their strengths and weaknesses are. And honestly, their weaknesses aren't necessarily that visible. They are a team that has all aspects of the game dialed in, and there's really no weakness for them visibly. Obviously, when they get down a little bit uh, with momentum, They can be uh, a little bit stagnant offense, but when they're hot, oh my goodness, look out. And Gonzaga, unfortunately, learned that the hard way. And then there's also Miami, a team, obviously, uh, Coach Larenga, he's obviously played that role of spoiler in the past. Miami was a team that wasn't necessarily supposed to be here, but they've really showed they can play any style of basketball and they can beat you. They are a very good team when it comes to chemistry, being able to really have that fluctuation of guys on on the floor and still producing offensively, defensively. They're a really good playmaking team, right? Isaiah Wong is a big time shot maker and that has put his team really in a position now to make a run for the national championship. And honestly, if they beat UConn, honestly, the road might get really easier for them in the national championship. But when it comes down to my picks here, if I were to be a betting man and making my selections on who I think will be making the final four in the first game, San Diego State, Florida Atlantic, obviously Florida Atlantic's offense has definitely wanted to use the tempo. I think San Diego State is a team that stays really disciplined. They will slow down the Owls, and I think they're going to have a little bit better success offensively. I think this could be a 60-50 to type game, honestly. The score that I originally wrote down was 72-65. That might be a little high now that I think about it. I could see maybe a 65 to potentially 50, or excuse me, 52 to 65. Nope, said that wrong the third time. How about a third time? 62 
to 55 type game. That makes more sense uh, in my mind. But either way, I think the Aztecs defense is going to be legit and they're going to cause some big time problems. UConn and Miami, I think this is a national championship type of game here when it looks to offense, defense, playmaking. I mean, this is going to be a fantastic game. Not trying to say that the other game is not going to be as good, but I'm certainly going to keep in my eye on that game. No question about it. I personally think that there's going to be a big emphasis on the boards for when teams misses. And out of those two teams, I like UConn the best with their size and physicality. I know Miami's undersized, and I know that they've really not made that a huge weakness for them so far, but I think UConn's playing different right now, and I think they're going to squeak by the score I had written down, 84-82, to 82, and an offensive nail-biter in that one. That leaves San Diego State, UConn, in the national championship game, and I know, obviously, some people are going to be mad. I'm playing chalk. I know. Whatever. I like the Huskies in the way that they play. Coach Hurley's team is disciplined. They know how to make runs. They know how to push the tempo and put their foot on the gas pedal and keep it on the gas pedal. Some teams don't understand how to keep their foot on the gas pedal. His team does. And I think San Diego State's defense is very good, but if they don't start hitting offensive shots, UConn will get hot at some point. So can San Diego State really rebound, be able to put themselves in a position to force enough turnovers to hang with that hot offensive UConn? That is where I'm a little skeptical for how disciplined UConn plays. I think that the Huskies will win the national championship this year. You can book it. Don't bet on my picks unless you're right. And then you can thank me later. I think that's a Deion Sanders quote for all those that are into that. But certainly I think the UConn Huskies are the team to beat this year. And I'm going to be picking them as one that has covered overall March Madness since January. UConn has been a team that I know on the MBSP, which you guys might have heard before this show. I've been really, really looking looking at over this last year. And I think they are a national championship caliber team, even though when some people didn't say they are, I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with my Huskies. 78-64, I have them winning that game in a little bit of a blowout, completing one of the most dominant tournament runs we've ever seen. But thank you so much for tuning in here to the West Michigan Sports Show. Be sure to subscribe on WBRN as well as get those presets dialed on 96.5, 107.7 FM or 1460 AM as well as online at WBRN.com. Definitely so glad you guys have been able to support this show and keep this thing going. Want to thank our sponsors before we go for making this show possible. Those include the Macasa Asola Career Center, Motor Macasa Asola Trains Authority, Johnson's Automotive Repair, the Schubert Insurance Agency, Quality Car and Truck Repair, Ultra Care Big Rapids, and Parasol Sales and Service of Big Rapids. But until next week, this is Brandon Wirtz signing off on the West Michigan Sports Show. We'll see you next time.